1: I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and today on Fifth Emission, the site where San Francisco's coronavirus cases could easily grow out of control. Laguna Honda Hospital is one of those San Francisco spots that probably everybody has seen, but not very many people have been to. It's the city's largest nursing home, a massive 62-acre campus on the side of Twin Peaks. This week, The Chronicle wrote about how it could be one of the most vulnerable areas of San Francisco when it comes to dealing with the coronavirus. And on Monday, the worst started to happen with staff members testing positive. Joining me to talk about what is happening at Laguna Honda Hospital is investigative reporter Jason Fagonian. Jason, uh, thanks for being on. Maybe we can start with you explaining what is Laguna Honda.
0: Laguna Honda is essentially a giant nursing home. Originally, it was begun by the city uh, during the gold rush era to take care of people who had not struck it rich and, and needed care. And it turned into a big hospital and nursing home, a long-term care facility. And so um, there's about 750 patients there who um, are, are uh, older. Many of them suffer from dementia, um, Alzheimer's disease, uh, HIV positive is a common diagnosis. And uh, so there's a lot of sort of older people with compromised immune systems there. And we know that uh, people who are older and have compromised immune systems are especially vulnerable to uh, the coronavirus. And so because Laguna Honda serves uh, some of the sort of most vulnerable people in the city, um, people who think about public health have been very worried that uh, the virus might take hold there and what would happen if it did. And uh, like you said, a couple of healthcare workers have tested positive, and so the the news, uh, the news is starting to be not great out of there.
1: Yeah. Is it very unusual to have such a large nursing home in, in one place with, with such a large concentration of elderly people in one place?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's unusual for a, a nursing home. I just think that Laguna Honda is particularly large. Um, You know, it's the largest uh, facility of its kind in San Francisco, Um, about 750 patients, 780 beds. Uh, And it's also one of the biggest uh, long-term care facilities of its kind in the entire country. And so this is why we started reaching out last week to uh, frontline healthcare workers um, who are posted to Laguna Honda. And we talked to them and we talked to a couple of representatives for the unions that, uh, that represent doctors and nurses there and other workers. And uh, they've been concerned about this for, for a while, uh, for weeks, um, watching the pandemic grow. Um, they've worried that it might get inside the doors. And uh, one of the union reps told us last week that uh, Laguna Honda is a powder keg just because it has such a large population and because that population is particularly vulnerable.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really apt description. Once you read one of your stories, you find out it, you'll figure out exactly why they would characterize it that way. Um, the The city the city essentially runs this facility, uh, the county public health department, and they had taken a few steps leading up to this week to try to secure the facility and and prepare for this um anticipated onslaught what 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 were the steps they took prior to the diagnoses that we heard about this week?
0: right so it's a it's a publicly run facility it's owned and operated by the San Francisco Department of Public Health and they say that they've been very proactive that they've recognized uh, for a while that the population is particularly vulnerable to the virus and they say that they've gone out of their way to try to protect people there so so pretty early on you um, on March 6th, the health department issued an order um, prohibiting visitors, outside visitors, uh, from coming into the, the facility. So, you know, loved ones of family members who are there in long-term care um, couldn't come and visit their their loved ones anymore. Because the health department was worried that um, you know outsiders might be carrying uh, coronavirus, right, and might sort of introduce it into the facility, and that they wouldn't be able to control it. So, so they they did take this step. Um, I believe the first day after San Francisco um, uh, revealed that it had uh, had gotten its first coronavirus case. So, so on March sixth, visitors couldn't go go in anymore. Um, but the thing is that that healthcare workers, you know, go in and out of the facility all, all of the time, and other people do too, vendors. So you can't really prevent the outside world from coming into Laguna Honda just by uh, prohibiting visits from family members. Healthcare workers, you know, are a potential a vector that can carry the virus in, uh, which is why they have to be very closely monitored. And that seems to be a part of the problem of what's happening at Laguna Honda right now.
1: Yeah, I just, I think it's so sad to think of Eight hundred, almost eight hundred patients, many of whom are elderly, not being without their family members since March sixth. But, but that's a step that a number of nursing homes, um, private and public, have taken across the country. Um, What, what do officials say is the was the status of preparations and having the appropriate gear for officials going up to this point?
0: So. City officials say that there's enough protective gear right now. That healthcare workers at Laguna Honda have what they need. Um, they say they have enough. Um, I think everybody's become familiar with the N95 uh, mask in recent days, right? This is the um, the mask that you wear over your nose and face if you're treating a suspected patient uh, to prevent uh, airborne transmission. Uh, city officials say that that doctors and nurses at the hospital have enough N95 masks. They say they have enough uh, other kinds of protective equipment, uh, gowns, and and that sort of thing. Um, and the health department has been saying this uh, for a while now, since last week, and they're still they're still saying it today. But um, you know, we're talking to frontline health health workers there, and they say that that's just not true. They say that they don't have uh, don't have what they need, and they say that the facility isn't prepared and hasn't been prepared for, uh, uh, for an outcome like this.
1: And, and what, what do those doctors say is the current status of what they're able to get while at work?
0: So we started talking to people last week and, and at the end of last week, they said that, um, the facility was short of N95 masks. They said that, uh, you know, nurses would go to the, um, nursing station to pick up uh mass and we're told that there were masks in the nursing station and then they'd go to the nursing station and there were no masks. Um, uh, said that nurses hadn't been fit tested for N95 masks, which is um, you know a ten or fifteen minute procedure to make sure that the the mask fits correctly and that air isn't getting in. Um, without that, they're not they're not effective. Um, doctors and nurses told us last week that there was a shortage of uh, even basic cleaning supplies and basic things like disposable shoe shoe covers. And spoke to a doctor last week who who said that. Um, this doctor was needing to treat a, a patient uh, at the hospital with suspected symptoms of uh, COVID-19, and went looking for this thing called a face shield, which is uh, something that you need if you're uh, treating a patient uh, closer. And there was no, uh, there was no face shield uh, available at Laguna Honda, so this doctor just treated the patient without it, uh, which could be unsafe. And today, you know, t- uh, following up with. Um, uh, with some folks and talking to talking to others, um, you know, we're hearing that in the last couple of days, um, administrators and others have have made pretty heroic efforts to try to get more protective gear to Laguna Honda to the frontline workers who need it. But they say that they're still uh, short of uh, some really important supplies. Um, there's still not enough uh, N95 masks. Uh, it's still hard to find face shields. And uh, even sort of regular surgical masks are are in uh, pretty short supply. So the city health department line that, uh, uh, which has been pretty consistent, that healthcare workers have everything they need. I, I just don't think is true based on our reporting and the people that we're talking to.
1: I'm speaking with reporter Jason Fogoni about his story that he's working on with Tricia Tadani about the preparations and the diagnosis of coronavirus at Laguna Honda Hospital. We'll be right back after this break. Jason, before we took that break, uh, we were talking about the preparations um, and, and the lack of pr- protective gear that some of the frontline health workers at Laguna Honda uh, feel like they need to con- can control this um, seeming outbreak that they have at the hospital. What do we know about the workers who tested positive this week?
0: Very little right now. What we know from the health department is that it's uh, two nurses. Um, The nurses work in a unit called uh, South Five on the fifth floor in the South Tower. Um, This is a unit with 60 patients, 60 residents. Um, and apparently there are about 33 uh, different staff who serve this unit uh, working in three shifts. And so two of, two of those nurses have, uh, have tested positive for coronavirus. We also learned today that there's a third um, worker at the hospital who has tested positive. It's not just the two nurses, but there's, there's another worker, uh, possibly a, a member of the janitorial staff. Um, this is someone the health department says has no contact with patients, but uh, this brings the total number of people who have uh, uh, workers who have tested positive there to three. And, uh, you know, again, this is a really big deal. This is this is very uh, troubling. And this is this is the reason that, you know, uh, public health officials across the country have been have been really worried about um, about long term care facilities and nursing homes, because we've seen uh you know, outbreaks happen in nursing homes. And one of the, the, I think, the earliest uh, um, outbreak in in a facility was in uh, Washington, the Kirkland uh, Nursing Home. And, um, you know, a a large number of uh, residents got sick and and died. Um, Once the virus was introduced to that facility, it just seems to spread uh, very quickly and easily. Um, And so, uh, you know, so having having positive uh, test results inside a facility like this is, is uh, you know is a is a really uh, troubling thing.
1: Well, and 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 we don't know a, a lot about every patient who has died of this so far, but but I can imagine that if you have elderly people who also have HIV, that's probably a complication that we haven't seen at a nursing home, and and that's a major diagnosis for people at Laguna Honda.
0: Yes. So, you know, one thing that the healthcare workers uh, uh, keep telling us is that their patient population is just especially vulnerable. Um, uh, and, and that's one of the reasons. So, the health department says that, they, you know, they've taken a number of steps, um, that this is a priority for the city, that uh, they are um, putting infection control measures in there, infection control experts, uh, they've quarantined the unit. Where the uh, where the two nurses who tested positive uh, had worked, um, and they have stepped up their screening of staff. Uh, temperatures of staff are being taken, um, and residents in that unit are are not able to are not able to leave. They're in quarantine, so they are. Um, they say they're doing what they can to um, to keep it contained.
1: It's it must be so scary for those patients and, and the the healthcare workers because we also know that you can be. Um, carrying the disease without being symptomatic too so i uh, get another complication for that what do we know about the testing protocol overall for Laguna Honda? We, we've had shortages around the country. In the Bay Area, it seems particularly difficult to get people tested. Is that true also of the staff and population at Laguna Honda?
0: Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so your point about being a uh, carrier without having symptoms is a really apt one. Um, so, so the the city says they are investigating the outbreak and that they're uh, they're performing tests uh, according to Centers for Disease Control guidelines, um, and that seems to mean that they are testing healthcare workers at Laguna Honda if those uh, workers show symptoms of uh, COVID nineteen, the respiratory disease caused by the virus. So they're testing people if if those people show symptoms. Um, but the healthcare workers that we talked to would like to see uh, wider testing and and they actually want access to testing like right now, um, because they're worried that, uh, you know, if they, if they do have the virus, uh, and they don't have symptoms, then they could be carrying it and, and they don't know. And in that case, you know, it's possible that they could spread the virus to their patients, to the people that they care for, um, and care very much about. Uh, without even knowing it, and that's why you have to monitor healthcare workers very closely, right? This is why you, uh, this is why they want to be tested. They want to know that they're not um, spreading it to the people that uh, they're responsible for for caring for. Um, but but the city is not apparently not offering um, broad testing to all healthcare workers. There, it's not even clear that they're offering uh, tests to uh to patients and healthcare workers who were who had direct contact with the um the the two nurses who uh, tested positive and you know again that's that is according to cdc guidelines apparently but it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense and it's not how uh you know the utah jazz or mike pence or the passengers on the cruise ships have have been treated um you know those folks were were exposed to the virus in in uh in known situations where uh, where other people tested positive, they had direct contact, um, and they were offered testing, uh, and that just doesn't seem to be the case, uh, you know, uh, among healthcare workers at Laguna Honda who who want tests and haven't been told clearly, you know, how they can access those or or um, how they can get them get them easily through the city.
1: Is there more help on on the way for the staff? Because you you would presume if 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 it circulates among the staff. Um that's another pro. not only is it a problem because they're potentially passing it along to patients, but it's also a problem in that you have to take them out of out of the system. They can't go to work to care for people. So is there more help on the way in that regard?
0: Yes. Uh, the city recently hired a lot more nurses. I, I don't know the exact number. I think seventy or eighty. they had a job fair uh, over the weekend and they they made offers to nurses on the spot uh which, in terms of the city hiring process is like unheard of, but this is uh an unusual situation it's an emergency so um union the union representing nurses has been pushing for this for weeks they they want uh uh they want more staff they want reinforcements and so the city has has committed and has done has hired a, a, a large number of of nurses to boost the the pool of nurses across the city health system some of those um you know will go to laguna honda um so, you know, the staff there is, is getting some reinforcements. They're getting more uh, more colleagues and, and they're getting more supplies, but it's not coming as quickly as they, they need it to be. And again, um, they say that they want uh, easier access to to getting themselves tested because the last thing that anyone wants to do um, is to is to infect someone else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned at the beginning of, of the podcast that this has been around, Laguna Honda has been around since the gold rush. It's a it's a very old facility, if anyone's seen it. And it's it's an it's um an old an old school style hospital. I I don't think you would ever see a modern version <laughs> built similar to this. It has a lot of um entrances, lots of um uh it's not just one building that you can close off very easily. Is that making it more difficult or is that actually a blessing because you can keep entire wings separate from everybody else?
0: So officials haven't really said much about that. Um, The union that represents nurses and other workers there, one of their demands was that they wanted uh, physical barriers installed at the main entrance so that people who come in and out of the hospital, not visitors, but people who, who have to come in and out like vendors, um you know when those people are screened at the entrance uh the nurses wanted uh physical barriers like uh, glass walls that would prevent the spread of droplets that might infect uh staff and residents and so they got that there there was apparently a, a glass wall installed recently at the entrance to uh laguna honda but you're right i mean there are other entrances it's a it's a large it's it's like a campus it's 62 acres and um, there was a, a receiving clerk, uh, who posted on Instagram this morning, uh, a really interesting post. And he said that, um, uh, there's maybe a dozen entry points, uh, you know, at, at the, at the campus. And most of them are on manned, um, all hours, of the day and night. And he said, uh, no one is testing us. And, uh, you know, that, that's a refrain that, uh, we heard from, from other workers there. That uh, you know, we're not getting tested. We want to get tested and uh, we want to hear the city's plan uh, to do that.
1: What do you think is we can expect to happen next at Laguna Honda?
0: It's going to get locked down. And this is extraordinary. Um, the public information officer for the health department uh, told us that within the next day, Laguna Honda um, will be will be locked down so that residents can't come and go at all. So uh, earlier in the month, they they closed it to visitors outside visitors. Now, in response to uh, this handful of positive uh, coronavirus uh, tests, they are going to uh, they're going to lock it down. Um, And that just I mean, it's it's a it's a measure of how uh, seriously everybody is is taking the threat and how Vulnerable, the population is. The last thing that anyone wants to see uh, is for the virus to take hold uh, inside this facility and start to infect people uh, the way it has at other nursing homes uh, already in other parts of the country. Because if that happens, the population is is you know compromised and vulnerable, and it's it's likely that the mortality rate um, would be fairly high. So nobody wants to see that happen. Um, and and also people are who work there really tend to have a um, a, a connection to it. Uh, they they really love and admire uh, admire this place, and, and they they've seen it do do wonders for a lot of patients, and, and it really does provide a vital um, a vital service to some of the um, some of the most disenfranchised people in the city. So I just want to read from uh, this receiving clerk's Instagram because I thought it was really eloquent. Um, so, so he said, uh, I love this institution and everything it stands for. I've seen people brought here on the edge of life insanity, sanity. And I watch as our nurses slowly bring them back to health, providing a healing home for our society's castaways to thrive in peace. We provide a vital public service and we are legally and morally bound to protect our residents from harm. We're not doing enough. We're not being proactive enough. I don't know what I can do to change that. I hope our residents and our institution can survive what is to come.
1: Wow, that's really that's really an amazing statement. It speaks to the uh, fortitude of the staff that's treating all the patients there, and I guess we can only hope and pray that they will be safe as this virus continues to take hold around the United States. Jason, thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Audrey. I'd like to thank reporter Jason Fogoni for being with me today, King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.